in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in. All of our viewers that are watching the Noon Report live, please share that you are watching. Uh, this is on both Facebook, YouTube. We're very close to being on another platform. So we're on the radio, we're on YouTube live, and then we're also on Facebook live, as a, of course, on John DePietro Show page. This portion of our program, folks, right now, it is 12.06 on this Wednesday, December 28th. So this is the noon report. And uh, so some, somebody put that they thought it was a little glitchy. I think that we'll work that out. There's always a little glitches when we're trying something different. And we are going to be trying some, some different things. Now, just 10 minutes ago, I mean, we're trying. I posted a, a, a report regarding the Nikki's Lounge situation in Coventry. And so we're going to be posting more live reports as opposed to just boom, just posting the regular report. So we're going to be posting more like that, and then people can watch it on their leisure and or share it at their leisure. This portion of our program, folks, of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Remember, they'll keep you warm this winter. It's Matthews Oil Company. Call them, 401-942-7500. Now, we have a little bit of a reprieve because it's going to start to warm up we're in the middle of a warming trend, which is terrific, by the way. I'm looking at temperatures next week. Every day, I think it's over 50, which is fantastic. So, folks, this is, you know, without question. I don't care what anyone says. The January, February in our part of the country, it's a challenge. March, it's brighter in March. You have St. Patrick's Day in March. You have March Madness that comes in. This is the challenging time. Right. January, February, they were almost in two. But Matthews Oil Company, get that tank filled up today with Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. Call them. And if someone would be so kind to type that phone number into the comments, 401-942-7500, four generations, premier dealer in Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels. It's Matthews Oil Company. And service and maintenance and 24-hour service called Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. Now, right now, it's 1208 in the Ocean State. Folks, we will have updates coming on the website, dipetro.com, a little bit later today. <coughs> Excuse me. Juan's been working on a big story. We're going to have that posted. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Now, I am headed for the Coesed Inn between now and New Year's. Folks, lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. If you're meeting someone, say, let's meet at the Coesed Inn. Maybe we'll see Juan sitting on one of the bar stools. 226 Coesed Avenue, Westwork. Plus, it's delicious food. So if you have some people in town, and uh, they serve a great lunch and uh, dinner, obviously, and then into the night, the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in Westwork. So I want to um, just update you. Notice the media is silent on this, I believe, although I will double check. But I want to start off. I'm going to talk about the Nikki's Nikki's Lounge situation in Coventry. But but also, as we had um, had talked about, 
And that is the situation regarding Trinity Rep. So the, the rest of the media that was just going with the foolishness that they were putting out there, which I just don't believe. They put, oh, we have to pause our woke version of Scrooge because of, um, we have to pause it because of um, the whole situation with COVID. Well, the entire staff is is um vaccinated no what happened with covid what happened with covid oh, excuse me what happened with trinity is the fact that people were rejecting i know some people like to try to say they do that this year was different i it's not even that scrooge is a woman they've tried that before the gender thing isn't it's the element of the preaching at trinity rep it's the element of you know, Bob Cratchit and his family only speak Spanish. Tiny Tim, whatever, you know, being deported or basically he can't get good care because he is, in fact, you know, an illegal. Scrooge's nephew is gay, which, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just like what it's so preachy. I think they even eat in a Chinese restaurant, which makes no sense at all. 1850 London. So Trinity Rep, who, you know, initially said, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to we're just going to pause it. And people are saying, no, they're bringing I said, they're not coming back Wednesday. I said that last week. They're not coming back. These people, they said they're going to be back on Wednesday. And my response was, well, if you really read what they wrote, they said they hope to be back. On Wednesday, it's incredible the defenders that just come out there um, and and you know and go all out. Oh no, no, the show's back. No, the show, the show, technically, it's not back on Wednesday. So as I mentioned, that they have canceled the show for today. They say due to persistent COVID cases. How is that possible? How is that possible if everybody is vaccinated? Do you know of any other shows that are being canceled because of COVID this long? Now, I also noticed since I've been on their Facebook page. Oh, no, I guess they still have the uh, the video of them promoting the Christmas Carol. I'm telling you that the reason they're canceling is because it was just a disaster. It was a sheer disaster. And between the local media giving them rave reviews, which is ludicrous. People, I believe, and I had said, I think people were misled. If you're putting on a Christmas carol, it may not be the best version of it, but there's a basic story that people expect you to adhere to. In this particular situation, that was not the case. They went off into this woke direction. So, again, they, they, they are, I understand it, artistic integrity. And they have the right to do whatever show they want. However, the public has some rights here, too. So Trinity, the thing that really kind of blew up was it just went like too far out of the realm of what the story was. If they want to put on, as we've said, if they want to put on their own original story under the guise of that, then that's, hey, that's free country. They're absolutely entitled to do it. I also want to respond. There were some people, well, I don't understand the big deal. It's just a play. Right, but it's it's not the play. It's it's actually they're trying to do a different play. You can say that about anything. You can say it's just a museum exhibit. It's just an art exhibit. It's just a song. 
Boy, that song is inappropriate. It's just a song. Boy, that movie is violent. It's just a film. Right? There's an element. You you could say that that book is really over the line. It's just a book. You know, someone that I used to work with put that out. It's just a play. I guess you could say that about anything. But in this particular situation, that it was not the experience that people were expecting. So whoever put that together, um, if it's a success, they get to reap the rewards of it. In this particular situation, as I predicted, now look, what are they going to keep doing the show next week? I mean, they get a little trail off and then that's it. I'm telling you, the thing is dead. Now, I want to talk about the situation in Coventry. Now, I'm looking at the Channel 10 website and mad and law enforcement hope drivers heed warning against drunk driving on holidays. Now, I may have gotten this press release. Um, I, I think I actually would have gone and attended. I see a number of them there. And Darnell Weaver, the head of the Rhode Island State Police, folks, I'll tell you, I think this is actually insulting. Members of MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and law enforcement, again, remind drivers not to drive drunk, but they don't do anything to enforce it. You know, I I don't know. I'll have to check. I normally get tipped off on this type of uh, press conference, press release. I think I actually would have gone to it. I'm going to play some of the sound. As I have told you, they do nothing to tighten up the drunk driving laws in the state, number one. Number two, it's coming up year anniversary is going to be this weekend. Olivia Passaretti, high school student from East Greenwich, killed on the highway, technically New Year's morning, but out New Year's Eve. Went over to her sister's house in Warwick, was returning home, and then that dirt bag came barreling down 95, where were the state police, uh, at over 100 miles an hour, crashed into her and knocked her off the road. But I want to repeat, they do nothing to introduce legislation that would tighten our our drunk driving laws. Connecticut, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut next door is considered one of the top 10 states with laws against drunk driving. Rhode Island could easily follow suit. They don't do anything like that. Do they introduce any legislation? No. Do the state police introduce any legislation? No. Speaking of the state police, before I talk about Nikki's Lounge, I wish I had been there because I would have wanted to hear the head of the Rhode Island State Police explain why last week the body of a woman was found in Coventry. It is a week later. And the state police have not issued one statement about this. And as I've told you, it is my understanding they are still angry because of the fact that members of the media, like a woman's body is found in a pond submerged in Coventry and the state police don't say a word about it. And they were way over the top. When the media, I'll take myself out of it. They're doing this to Channel 10. They're doing this to Channel 12. Was trying to get some information about it. No, no press release, no statement, no. I mean, it's ludicrous. There were individuals on the scene that were saying there was something about how she was found that was suspicious. It wasn't someone that was just set out to do self-harm. Nothing. 
Nope. As I have said, there were there was a story that came out just about a month ago that a member of the Rhode Island State Police was in, killed someone and was involved with a cover-up. Happened 10 years ago. It's my understanding the state police were upset that Channel 10 and Channel 12 went with the story. As they continue to maintain, there's nothing to it. There's nothing to be seen here. But the whole thing is rather suspicious. It's very odd. So as a result of, it was Joe Philbin. Of course, he got a job at RIPTA. It's like the retirement home for state police. You retire from the state police, and then they give you a six-figure salary job at RIPTA. Total joke, which is running terribly. But that's a story. You watch 2023. Ripta is a story waiting to happen. It is so out of control. No one works. Those guys, no one works after lunch. No one knows where anyone is. Total dysfunction. It is Ripta is filled with overpaid state police that are collecting pensions. They're grabbing big salaries at Ripta and nothing is running efficiently. And Avedesian is floundering all over town as the front man out front. But that is a story for 23. But no statement regarding a woman's body who was found in Coventry. I'll play the sound of this. I wish I had gone to this press briefing this morning because I have some questions for that head of the Rhode Island State Police. Hey, if you want to be the Rhode Island State Police and you're handling the story of a body of a woman that was found in Coventry, I, I mean, feel free to just put out a press release. It did happen. We're looking into it. Nothing. Total media blackout. A joke because they're upset. That the media, went. I didn't do the Philbin story. If you're angry at Channel 12, take it out on Channel 12. If you're angry at Channel 10, take it out on Channel 10. You don't blame everyone because there's some kind of a bizarre story that a member of the Rhode Island State Police killed someone and got away with it and covered it up. So that there's, but but to, I'll tell you what you don't do. You don't say that's it. We're not talking to the media anymore. I mean, they are so far from where they used to be. But I'm, I've, you know, for a long time, many people in this area, members of the media, state police, you know, blah, 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 hands off. I, I think it's coming to an end. I, I know it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end with me. If, if they're not going to um, give out basic information on, on a dead body, what else is happening that they don't? They don't alert anyone to. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Now, listen, it's the end of this year. I'm going to talk about Nikki's Lounge just a moment. End of this year, new year beginning. Why not make sure your finances are in order? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Ameriprise Financial. Provide advice, clients, unique goals. They're going to sit down with you. Take advantage of this free consultation with Ameriprise Financial Advisor, Tom Bryan. Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're thinking of retiring. Maybe you're retired. You're thinking of going back to work. Do it for yourself, for your children, grandchildren. Put the strength of a leader in financial planning. Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. 
free consultation, 401-434-1510. Offices located at 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Well, folks, the latest now on Nikki's Lounge. Now, I did an update just a short time ago. It's here on the Facebook page. You can see that. But I want to repeat, it's, it's very sad. And it was, we learned, people are still wondering. I contacted Coventry Police. I am told I put in a request to get information. And now I'm going to have to wait for them to get it. I, I contacted them. I get it. On Christmas Eve was when I learned about it. I know it kind of happened late last week. And I also just want to once again touch on the fact for those that are new to it, there's a world of difference of someone that has an opioid problem. And as a result of that, they're overdosing on basically heroin. <clears throat> for anyone that's not paying attention, they, they, I get it. They, there's, we have a major, major drug problem. The amount of drugs that are flowing in, the amount of drugs that are available, and the amount of heroin that is available... And there's all different types of ways. Some people smoke it. Um, a lot of people are, you know, try injecting it. Some people snort it. There's, there's all different types of ways. But what's mixed in with that is, number one, there's an element of an overdose. And I'm not trying to be Dr. Phil, of an overdose. There are people that know much more about this than I do. But someone that takes an overdose takes too much of a drug. But what's different, what's happening is that some of it is laced with a lethal element of fentanyl. And folks, it is so sad the number of young people that we are seeing. And all you have to do is is check the death notices and you see so many young individuals dying. But I also want to point out, and some people may not get this, but there is a world of difference of someone that says, yeah, I'll smoke a little weed and, and that that's laced with fentanyl. And someone also that says, hey, why not? It's New Year's Eve. And, you know, as someone sent me a message saying that ever since he was a teen, he and his buddies get together and they they do some some blow on, on New Year's Eve. <clears throat> so and even now they're older, they still do it. But with that as a problem is, in fact, what we are led to believe happened at Nikki's Lounge in Coventry, which is, you know, just like a local bar. And again, there's nice people that hang out there. There's people that want to go and drink some beer and play some pool and hang out. It's a local place. So you run into people. And but somehow some people that met up there. At least three of them, one individual is recovering and the other two passed away. So I want to repeat, I still side on that I believe, I believe that when something like this happens, we're not talking to me about someone who overdoses and then... You know, they take too much of something and then Narcan brings them back. We're talking about, because I, I recognize there there are, sadly, so many overdoses now. And people are saying the solution is everyone should carry Narcan. They, they were upset with Ripta, a Ripta driver, because at Kennedy Plaza, he didn't have Narcan on him. So Narcan does bring them back. 
there was a story I heard just a week ago of they got to a scene and the woman was was breathing but unconscious. So they gave her some Narcan, nothing. They gave her more Narcan. And then when they were putting her in the ambulance, they gave her a third injection. And then she started like coming back to life. So there are signs, people that are trained for it. Um, again, I'm obviously not, but it's it's under the guise of their breathing, but they're just unconscious. And that is someone that you want to try to bring back to life. But I, I still maintain, so someone was saying to me that law enforcement will say, well, there's so many overdoses now that we can't announce everything. I, I still believe that if there is a lethal batch of you know, cocaine or people somehow got their hands on what they think is just some cannabis, obviously on the black market, and they're smoking it and they don't know that it's laced with with fentanyl, that that is really worrisome. And I, I still go along the lines because for those that are just tuning in, we did have some disagreement. I had some people and were posting on Facebook of, you know, you should have respect for the family. And you should have respect for the victims here. And Nikki's Lounge is a great place. And no one should be talking about this. I still come down on that. And and this woman sent me a Facebook message that her brother and his girlfriend were going to do some cocaine. I I don't know if it was Christmas Eve or Christmas, but they live in that Coventry West Warwick area. And they were going to do some coke. And as a result of the posting, they didn't do it. So... I still come down on, I think, that law enforcement should alert people if, in fact, now I, I get it. It can, be, it can be difficult to determine that. I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I know that people remaining silent, I don't think, is the answer. I don't think that's the answer. So I think anyone in that area should be on the lookout and people should warn other people. Listen, it's not the 80s. And from what I understand about cocaine, because I spoke with a member of law enforcement, it has made, it had died out for a while, but it's made apparently a big comeback, especially on the college campuses. College kids are once again doing, depending on where you are, but doing a lot of, doing a lot of drugs and doing cocaine. And, um, and there's a big difference and some people may not get that, but there's a big difference of someone that says, yeah, I'll try a little and or whatever. And then someone, you know, it's, it turns out to be a, a, a lethal dose of something. I know some people say, well, you know, people should know and you don't do that. I, 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 I mean, I, I think that's too much of a hardline approach. Um, but but I believe there should be more awareness about it. And again, I just wondered, there was, there was nothing about that, I don't think, I'll play at this press conference this morning of uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving and also the state police. I, I, I have a, a question. Why didn't they stop that Segurus dirtbag who was going down 95 from Providence or Pawtucket driving 100 miles an hour to 117 where then he rammed into poor Olivia Passaretti as he was traveling at like 105 miles an hour. So why didn't someone catch him? What, how did he escape? They have DOT cameras. Didn't someone see a car that was 
you know, traveling at a very high rate of speed in quite some distance down the highway. I don't understand. Uh, I'll play the sound. I'm willing to bet that no one asked that. But, folks, this portion of the program of the John DePietro Show on this Wednesday is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, comprehensive outpatient health care, individuals and families, ATMED. Now, there's two locations for AtMed Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, which is right in the uh, Atwood Medical Center. And also AtMed Urgent Care, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. They are cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergency. I want to remind people, our emergency room situation is a disaster right now. How much is it a disaster? They don't want you to bring uh, anyone that's been in a car accident. They say, don't bring them to the emergency room, which sounds ridiculous. But unless you're having a stroke, you've been out more than five minutes. Uh, if, if you're bleeding for more than two hours and you can't stop the bleeding, go in. But other than that, don't come to the emergency room. And people that I've heard from, many of you, eight, nine hours, and then you have the extreme. There was that 82-year-old grandfather waited two days in the emergency room. Two days, and he had a heart attack. And then you had the guy went in who was having suicidal thoughts. They made him wait three days in the emergency room. Folks, it's not like that with admin urgent care. Walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries. When I've been to both locations, they've seen me in less than an hour. At Med Urgent Care. And remember, you can also get all your vaccinations at Med Urgent Care. Stop in and see them when you have an emergency. At Med Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue with Johnston and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, At Med Urgent Care. All right, I am curious to hear what they said at the briefing. I realize it's a little bit of um, a little bit of a skeleton week with a lot of the local media, so I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to double check. I don't think I even knew that this press conference was happening. Maybe they didn't want me to attend. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not offended. But I do want to hear some of this. Um, I I find it troubling that Governor McKee, Speaker Sakachi, Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, they could do more. They could do more to stop drunk driving. They could toughen up the laws. They could make us like Connecticut. They don't do that. Nope, they let it go. Oh, a lot of clapping. Here we go. How long is this? 25 minutes? I don't think I want to listen for 25 minutes. Everybody's shaking hands. It's like a nice little reunion. We want to remind people, drive sober. Welcome you to our headquarters building. This is the epicenter of AAA Northeast, a portion of impaired here in Rhode Island. Uh, recently, we have changed that dialogue, too, about impaired driving to also reflect the problem of drug driving. All too often, when a drug driver seriously or fatally injured in a crash, both alcohol and drug... Oh, hold on. Sorry, folks. Uh, I just had it. There we go. 
All right, my fault. I don't know. It just sounds... All right, I'll, let me play the shorter version. I'll play the Channel 10 version. Some Somebody droning on. I I just want to repeat, they do, they do nothing. You know, the, the state police, they're all about, look how someone crashed into the cruiser. But they, they don't say anything about a, oh, AAA, uh, they had the, the briefing. Nothing about uh, what happens to us out there. reminding people not to drink and drive. NBC 10's Allegra Zaymore is live at the AAA Northeast headquarters with their message. Joanna, state leaders pointing to the statistic today that two out of three people will be impacted by impaired driving in their lifetime. Mothers Against Drunk Driving joined law enforcement officials today and advocates today to encourage plans for safe and sober driving this holiday weekend. State police say they will be increasing patrol Saturday night as the National Safety Council estimates over 400 people may die on U.S. roads this weekend. If you're hosting a party, you're asked to do what you can to stop people who have been drinking from getting behind the wheel. <sighs> when you make the decision to get behind the wheel under the influence Jennifer of and other drugs, you are making the decision to change other people's lives forever. Don't be the reason someone else suffers. Don't drive impaired. And if you are heading out this weekend, you are reminded to make a plan. If you're going to drink, you could have a rideshare program or just designate a sober driver. And as always, if you can't do those things, better to stay at home. Live in Providence, Allegra Zaymore, NBC. Well, as I mentioned, I, um, you know, I, I believe our laws should be much tougher. I think it should be, you know, you, you lose your license for a year. Maybe 30 days in jail. <clears throat> what they're doing is not enough of a deterrent. And it's also a lot of younger people follow that. A lot of younger people have the designated driver. A lot of younger people. I know some people just say you just hop in an Uber. People that say that, I don't think they fully recognize that many times late at night, at least in, in Rhode Island, it can be difficult to get an Uber. Anyone that says that, for instance, I know certain places, I know of young people that they go on their Uber app and there's no cars available at one o'clock in the morning because there's not enough drivers out there. So but, but I know some people that just, ah, you just jump in an Uber. It, it's This isn't Chicago, right? It's not Boston. It's not New York. It, it can be a little more difficult. And in some suburban locations where you've had an increase in the number of bars and lounges and so forth, it's it can be difficult to get a car. But I believe, again, Connecticut had some high profile incidents of drunk driving and then therefore Connecticut changed their law and made it much tougher. Connecticut, I believe, is the seventh toughest on drunk driving in the country. Arizona is number one. Rhode Island is back of the pack. So all of this talk, if they wanted to, they could overnight make Rhode Island just match our neighboring state of Connecticut. And what it would do is it toughens the laws. But where Rhode Island is different is, as many of you know, the the drunk driving attorneys, the attorneys that if you get busted will get you off a DUI, Many of them work at the Rhode Island State House, and/or a lot of the General Assembly are beholden to 
a lot of it's big business. It's big business. There are some attorneys. That's all they do is they knock out and get a lot of people off on the DUI. So because what do people do? They refuse the test. That becomes the goal. When we were uh, doing Cranston PD live a couple of weeks ago now, by the way, episode seven tomorrow night, eight to ten. Cranston PD Live, we are out in live stream with Cranston Police. I think we're also going to be out New Year's Eve. I'm not worried about New Year's Eve riding around with a member of Cranston Police. I'm worried about getting home after that. Uh, And when you can, you want to, you know, they don't go enough. You also want to avoid the highway if you can. It's one thing if you've, I'm not saying it can't be avoided, but there's a big difference of a drunk driver who's going 40 miles an hour and you're on a side road. As opposed to someone like, you know, someone going 100 miles an hour. Now, it's not always the case. Like Matt Dennison, that that uh, West Warwick High School senior, tragically killed by the off-duty Newport firefighter. They were not on the highway. And and that guy was a repeat offender. And it was it was terrible. The year 2022 started off. With Olivia Passaretti, an East Greenwich high school student, was killed in the early morning hours of New Year's Day. One o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. That was January. In February, Matt Dennison was killed. Um, He then spent a month in the hospital, but he never regained consciousness. So, But notice, I, I don't know, but I don't think either family was at the press briefing. You know, I um, I don't I don't think we we do enough. We they, they don't do enough. They don't do enough. The laws should be stricter. This is this is there's three Democrats that could toughen the laws on drunk driving, and that would be Governor Dan McKee. Do you know under Dan McKee, drunk driving has tripled since he's been governor. Do you ever hear him talk about that? Never. He's never done a press briefing. He's never reached out to any of the families. He's never said a word about someone being killed by someone impaired on the on the on the, the roads. Nothing. His next statement will be his first statement on that topic. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1240. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Stop in and see Marie. Now it's a sunny Wednesday. The weather over the next couple of days is going to be good. Why not take on the new year? Take on your health. Remember, if you have health, you have everything. It's My Health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, Ice honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products. It's my health because it's your health. Or take a yoga class. Stop it and see Marie. She's got something diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, that historic white church. She's open today, 1099 Menden Road. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The new year, um, uh, I think, yeah, I'm looking at Channel 6. Ahead of New Year's Eve, Mad reminds impaired 
driving is preventable. I also see uh, Channel 6 has Trinity Rep cancels Wednesday's performance of Awoke Christmas Carol. That's not what it is. I told you it was going to be canceled. They have, they have, they're all vaccinated and they have standbys. What happened to the stand-in? What about that? That's not what it is. Now, as far as the Providence Police, I, I think at some point we'll... Um, do some kind of interview with Chief Clemens as he is uh, leaving. But Providence is definitely going through tra- some transition. I like Commissioner Steve Perry. Not everyone does. I like him. Uh, I've, I've known him since he was the head of the Rhode Island State Police. But that he's had a tough job where he has been public safety commissioner. So for a while, Mayor, incoming Mayor Brett Smiley is going to be public safety commissioner. And I'll say this about Brett Smiley. Listen, it's I think his um, someone was saying to me, well, I'm not sold on him either. Listen, it's going to be better than Alorza. Alorza did not have Providence has a lot of room to improve. Public safety, quality of life. People need to be felt, feel safe in Providence. They need to hire a lot of police. And you know what else? I don't hear anyone talk about, but Providence should hire. I've kind of mentioned this. I may mention it again to the, the new mayor, but I think Providence should hire weekend police. You know, for instance, on Thursday nights, Thursday night is still college night. So you have a lot of kids that. You know, they're up around Providence College. Uh, Thursday night, you have a lot of kids that are downtown from Johnson of Wales, Brown, RISD. Uh, a lot of kids pile in there. So maybe have extra police on Thursday night for college night. I definitely think it would benefit Providence if they had auxiliary police or maybe they have retired police. And you just want to have a larger police presence in and around the city on Friday and Saturday night. The bulk of people that venture into Providence, it's like every major city. More people go to New York on a Friday and Saturday night. More people go into Boston on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. So why not have bigger patrols, right? Police on the horseback, visible. And despite what Black Lives Matter says, and despite what some of these activists around here say, the presence of police, gen, you know, generally they they act as a deterrent to crime and they make people feel safer. So, and if you don't believe me, go down to Times Square. Everywhere you can see there's police all over the place. Why? Because there's a lot of tourists there. And if there's a lot of people there, there's more possibility that there could be crime. So one of the ways they combat that, uh, and I see it. As I ride with the Cranston police, with Cranston PD Life, Uh, the more that people see the police are on the patrol, they feel better about it. I've heard from a lot of goons and thugs that say they go around Cranston. They don't even go into Cranston. They don't, they, they'd rather stay in other places. So I think that's a good thing. You know, remember, police can be a deterrent. Ring cameras can be a deterrent. Lights can be a deterrent. All of those things. But I believe Mayor Smiley will be an improvement over Mayor Lorsa. I do. Now, the Providence City Council could still be a challenge. 
could definitely still be a challenge. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. For all your propane needs, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359, Propane Plus. Three generations, they're available 24-7, service and delivery. Call Propane Plus today. They also have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com, residential or commercial. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Now, speaking of Providence, I think I know who the next chief is going to be. But I'm going to wait and let it play out. I don't think I'm going to say anything. I was going to put it out there. But I don't think so because then that just, I know what it's like. It puts a burden on that individual. If if word gets out that people are speculating, they are going to get it. And then if they don't get it. So I think I have a handle on who the next chief is going to be. Um, there's clues out there. One of the clues is that uh, the police chief, uh, Hugh Clemens, who, again, is a good guy. I like him a lot. I respect him. We have a very good rapport. He'll be missed. But I, um, the fact that he seemingly is going to be involved in the decision a little bit and also the transition leads me to believe that, 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 that I think that bodes well for certain individuals. It's, I, again, I, I have a couple people in mind, like a top three, and it come, may come down to a top three. But I, I think I have, I think I have a good handle who, on who I think it's going to be. Let me hear the um, Channel 12 piece on this drunk driving press briefing that they had. <clears throat> um, yeah. Hey, Trinity Rep, you want to do that show? Do the show. You want to do that show, but then it seems nothing like it. And and by the way, there were a lot of children that were going to that. There were a lot of parent um, schools, families. It's not the whole business. Then then do a show that is as progressive, and it's got to be modern day, and you know, announcing we're on stolen land. And what is that? They go to a Chinese restaurant in Scrooge. I don't care about the gender thing. You know, whatever. Someone says, what can we do about Scrooge's nephew to make him different? Let's make him gay. What can we do about Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim? Make them illegals who don't speak English. I, I don't I don't I don't fully obviously I'm not the audience they're looking for. I don't fully get that. But what what you know, it's not as if they did it and despite the local media. I posted one review on the Facebook page that was raving about it. Oh, they brought the magic of Christmas. They've done it again. Channel 36 did a big thing on it, big uh, segment on it. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, all I heard from people was people were walking out, and then other people, they eliminated the intermission because people were walking out. So, hey, like anything else, th- there's a world of difference between... Um, parts of Providence, the east side, and then, and that's fine, but then you depend on other communities in the state, right? North Providence, Cranston, Warwick, maybe they're not so keen on the progressive wokeness, maybe not as much, right? 
maybe the ghost of Christmas past doesn't need to be transgender. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, maybe introduce a different play like that. But they they seemed perplexed that if people are going to see A Christmas Carol, they kind of expect it's going to be A Christmas Carol. So not some brand new woke version of something. All right, let's say this is the Channel 12 Segment Mad Reminds Driving Impaired is Preventable Head of Monday's holiday uh, holiday weekend. There's nothing on Monday. Let me hear this. Where police say the driver admitted to drinking and driving before getting behind the wheel. 12 News reporter Sheena Lasciuto is live in Providence at today's event. And Sheena, what's the message police are hoping to share? Well, this weekend is historically a dangerous time on the roadway. And while numbers and statistics are very important and paint a damaging picture of just how dangerous drunk driving can be, officials say today, let's remember the names of the people impacted. All of the families who are having dinner tonight and missing someone they love at the table. And that includes people just like Olivia, who tragically lost their lives. Officials share the the East Greenwich teenager story today as they remind people to never drink and drive. And this year, now that recreational marijuana is legal in Rhode Island, police and advocates are ramping up their message that driving under the influence of any substance is dangerous and illegal. When you make the decision to get behind the Jennifer O'Neill, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. You are making the decision to change other people's lives forever. Have you ever lost someone that you love? Have you ever experienced the debilitating feeling of deep grief? Imagine that you had the power to bring that person back. Imagine if they were gone just because of the selfish decision of another person. A person who could have planned ahead and could have prevented the tragedy. Brutal. And several police officers from different departments were here today supporting that message, reminding drivers that there will be extra patrols over the holiday weekend. I want to just hear the beginning of that. I think I missed it that they mentioned Olivia. And a local advocate is gathering in Providence today to spread awareness about drunk driving ahead of the new year. This comes a year after 17-year-old Olivia Passaretti was killed in a car crash on New Year's Day. Where police say the driver admitted to drinking and driving before getting behind the wheel. Okay. 12 News reporter Sheila Okay, I like that. I like that. um, I like that Channel 12 started off with that. I do like um, that they start off by at least mentioning her. And, and as I have mentioned in the past, I, I fully don't understand. Governor McKee has, according to both families, for whatever reason, Governor McKee has never reached out to the Dennison family with Matt Dennison. Governor McKee has never reached out to the Passaretti family, uh, I, I, I do understand that someone in the governor's position may say, well, you know, I didn't want to make it political, but they, um, we have seen instances where, where Governor McKee has gotten involved with different stories and different incidents that, that happened. 
but for, for, for whatever reason, they he chose to uh, stay out of that. How? Look at, um, folks, right now it's 1253. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, some, some news here. So the Dolphins quarterback, Tua, he's going to miss Sunday's game against the Patriots. He's got another concussion. They're saying he may be done for the season. That him not playing is good for Patriot fans. Very good for Patriot fans. How about co-leader of plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan? Sentenced to more than 19 years in prison. They wanted a life sentence for him. 19 years in prison. And I feel terrible for anyone that was planning on traveling. Um, traveling and, and now because of Southwest, uh, they they cannot. You know, there's also that bizarre story of the woman who gave birth in the New Hampshire woods and left the newborn in the freezing tent. She's been arraigned now several charges. So she is the adopted daughter of Eck, Dennis Eckersley. So the daughter allegedly misled first Alexandria Eckersley sang along to music on her cell phone. Police officer hurriedly pulled apart a pile of bloody blankets inside a makeshift tent, searching for the woman's newborn baby. 15 degrees. They noticed a trail of blood. She's singing along to her cell phone. I obviously like out of it in some way. Misled responders for 73 minutes as to where she had given birth in the woods behind the West Side Ice Arena in Manchester. A delay that led to her being charged with reckless conduct, endangering a child. The 26-year-old was wearing bloodstained clothing was under the influence of drugs. Adopted daughter of Dennis Eckersley whew, uh, and his second wife, Nancy, according to a Red Sox media guide from last year and published reports. His agent did not return calls. Alexandra Eckersley gave differing explanation to police during her interactions, including she didn't know she was pregnant. Once she gave birth, she didn't know what to do. She told police she'd been living with a man named George, who allegedly was inside her makeshift tent along the river when she went into labor. He was also there when she gave birth. Her child cried immediately after birth. It was for less than a minute. Boyfriend told her the child did not have a pulse. Ah, my goodness. Well, the child does have a pulse. Uh, They took how police would probably break apart their encampment. During the portion of the interview, Eckersley was stating that it was very hard to survive. They lost their tent because of the cold temperature. That's the reason they turned off the propane heat. I mean, this is just terrible. Eckersley was asked by police why she never took the baby with her. What do they tell you when the plane goes down? Save yourself first, police wrote. New Hampshire is one of several states with safe haven laws. Eckersley told police she had no idea she was pregnant, so she went into labor. Another woman, 
told police Eckersley shared the news she was four to five months pregnant about a week ago. Told police she had contact with Eckersley on a regular basis. I mean, this is just so sad. But at least the little child is alive, the infant. To outreach workers, one of them has known her for the past five years. The woman they know has struggled with the effects of mental and the substance use disorder and the daily trauma of being homeless for the past five years. They were surprised to learn she was pregnant. On Christmas Day, Eckersley took the time to wish Merry Christmas in a Facebook message to an outreach worker. Ugh. Well, you know, he, he initially, I think, left the booth saying he was going to take care of his grandchildren. So, and I think, thought the Eck was moving to California. But this sounds like a very, very, uh, very, very desperate very, very desperate situation here. Ballard's Beach Resort applies for CRMC permits for temporary structures. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Maybe another Reggae Fest is coming this year. Who knows? Sounds like maybe another Reggae Fest is coming to Ballard's. What's that photo? Just, I'm just looking at some of the photos that they're using. All right, folks, it's 12.59. Again, uh, I will be doing Facebook Live later. So, and then don't forget, tomorrow night on Facebook, Cranston PD Live, 8 to 10 tomorrow night on the Facebook page. Same thing with the YouTube people. We're going to have a Nikki's Lounge update later on the website. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news And then another full hour to go. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, you're going to hear him next hour. So leave it right here. It's the John DePietro Show. Another full hour to go on the radio right after the 1 o'clock news. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.